Welcome back to the Messy Bookshelf. I am Sarah. I'm David. I'm Jade. And today we are going to be talking about the books we loved in 2021. I was about to say 2022. <laughs> We're not there yet. No. Um, who would who would like to go first? Uh, I can go first. Okay. Um, okay, this was really hard yeah i've read so much um okay so first question i guess how many out of people who work in libraries that obviously we read a ton how many books did you read this year jade i've been lazy about keeping track um but i'm probably ballpark i think maybe around like 175 Good maybe Lord. maybe i'm not sure oh, <laughs> like between 150 and 175 okay. i think i'm right around there Audiobooks helped a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> David, what are you looking at me? <laughs> like, I'm at 22. <laughs> I'm reading my 23rd of the year right now. I mean, like, there's no shame here. I'm just <clears throat> curious. Like, um, I've actually had a couple people who've messaged me and they're like, I want to know how many books you read because my husband kind of, like, makes fun of me because he says I should be a, a librarian because of how many books I read. <laughs> and I'm like, you know. You read whatever you want to read. Yeah, it doesn't matter the count. No, definitely. I actually read, this is the year I read the most, which was um, slightly over 90. So I've almost hit 100. Nice. Which is a first for me. But, <laughs> Jay, good lord. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I got a little crazy. <laughs> um. Okay. Ugh. All right, my top four. <sighs> so hard. Um. I'm going to go with An Elderly Lady is Up to No Good by Helene Turston. Um, It's a short little collection of short stories. um, And it's just about this woman. It's set in Sweden. Who just like messes with people if you mess with her. She's an older lady and it's just like unapologetically like bad. And it's awesome. (laughs) It's just so good. It's very entertaining. (laughs) It's dark. Like by no means is it... um, a happy book, but uh, uh, it's great. Okay, good. Yeah, good. it was fantastic. Um, they just get a little more depressing from here. But um, If You Leave Me by Crystal Hannah Kim. Uh, she happened to come to, I surprised one of my book clubs with her. Nice. She managed to hop in on, on a Zoom meeting and it was awesome. Oh, how fun. She, she stayed with us for like an hour, which I, I was just like, you know, if you could just pop in because it was that book closed at 5.30, and so she's East Coast. So I was oh, just like, it's late. Oh, like, I, you know, if you want to just pop in at the beginning, say hi. Totally cool. You know, it would just be a treat for them to even just, like, see you and just talk to you briefly. But she ended up staying for, like, an hour with us, which was, like, beyond at all what I expected. Um, so she's super nice if you want to try and invite her to your book clubs. Um, it is a historical fiction um, set when like korea is at at war with itself um and it's kind of around just this one family oh it's just devastatingly beautiful the writing her writing is so good and i can't wait to see what she does next because anything she writes i will read um crystal hana kim wait i don't even know if that was an author anymore the vegetarian yes han kong yes that she's Korean, I believe. She's yeah. Korean. Okay, yeah, that's the only thing. Oh, so good. Um, mm-hmm. Depressing, but 
Super good. Very good. Uh, okay, number three is Stay With Me by uh, Ayobami Adebayo. It's a Niger- she's a Nigerian author. Mm-hmm. Set in, in Nigeria, kind of the time of like political uprising. Um, and it just centers around this one couple who have been having a hard time trying to conceive. Okay. And oh, it's a doozy. And the drama in this book is like so ridiculous, but it is so good. I've... I've read a couple Nigerian authors this year and like, I love them all. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, it just hits you like a giant truck and it's amazing. <laughs> I don't want to like say too much because then I'll spoil it. But um, yeah, it's, it's really good. Oh, okay. My last one is the disaster Taurus by hopefully I don't say this too badly. Yoon Ko Un, um, another Korean author. And this one is about a woman who works for a travel um, company that specializes in in travel packages to places that have experienced a disaster. Okay. Um, and something happens to her at work, and she's sort of pushed to take a vacation. And they're like, here, pick one of these places that, like, we're trying to see if we want to keep it um, and go on vacation. Uh-huh. And so it's... Um, takes a look, a hard look at kind of how we like the tourism industry mm-hmm. and how we treat other places and other people and the people that are originally there yes. and what it does to, you know, a place. It's on like a little tiny island uh, where she goes and there's like corruption and conspiracies. It's, it's a pretty short book, but um, it's really good. Like, I couldn't put it down. I was just like, I just need to get through this. I need to know what happens. (laughs) So that is my top four out of a crazy good list. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stop there. (laughs) How about about our one wrap? Okay. I'm going to say it's a YA book. Okay. Uh, Tokyo Ever After by Emiko Jean. I have not read that yet. So good. It's Indeed. it's such a like feel good. It's like Princess Diaries meets Crazy Rotations okay. in Japan. And it's and it's fantastic. Has the second one come out yet? I believe it comes out next year. Okay. It's yes. either like later this month or it's it's early next year. I have it in a cart, so I'm just trying to think like what cart it's is that. It's scheduled in? to publish May 31st, 2020. Oh, May! Oh, I have to wait so long. Okay. I, yeah, I need to read that. It's I actually really good. have read um, a lot of, uh, since I, I read predominantly like YA now, um, I would say this year, most of the work that I have read has been from um, Asian authors. Nice. Korean, Vietnamese. There's a lot. Um, There's a lot right now. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Excellent. Yeah, I'm excited to, to take a look at these and, and read them. David, yes. What have you read this year and, and loved? Your top, um, your top four, and then a runner-up. Top four and an honorable mention. <laughs> <clears throat> um, since I've read so little compared to you two, <laughs> it's harder and easier because I don't have much to choose from. I will say. Um, again, David and I uh, live together. I would say, as you have told me a couple times, and it's fine. Um, I'm I'm a little bit of a hindrance on your on your reading. <laughs> well, it was just that I was always a read right 
before bed person. And it was always physical books. And when we moved in together, you're always like, turn out the light. (laughs) So what changed is I did start reading ebooks. But I can read at night without bothering you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I just haven't really made the effort to actually be reading as much as I should. Um, So let's see. I can't say in any particular order. And I feel like I brought this up in every <laughs> podcast. <laughs> the Clown of the Cornfield. Oh my God, mm. no. <laughs> For the last time. So I will let you know, David, as I was building the carts, um, there is going to be a sequel to. I have been told that as okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> Told okay. me he's like, oh, have you read? Did you see there's a sequel coming? Yeah. Out? No. And then if I if there is a sequel and I read it, then it will be a title that I somehow work into every podcast. <laughs> well, at this point, it's it's literally called Clown on a Cornfield Two. Yeah. It, just, but no, it's just like with the other horror movies. It's That's true. Two. Yeah. yeah number two. two. And then mm-hmm. three. And then true. Returns again or you know, right. Whatever. Um. Oh, excuse you. It's Clown of Cornfield Two for Nan. Frendo lives. Oh yeah, Frendo. Yes, Frendo is, is the name of the clown. No. Oh, what? <laughs> he's your friend. No. And you had the killer. Oh, and the cover looks amazing. Uh, You're gonna hate it. It's gonna give you nightmares tonight. No. <laughs> oh, that's a big face. I don't like that. <laughs> big uh-uh. clown face. No. Really? So that was the top read? Okay. Again, I have only 22 books to choose from. (laughs) Unfortunately, nothing has really blown me away this year. Okay. So there isn't anything like, oh, man, I can't believe that book. That was so good. Uh I've read some really interesting books. I've read good books. But then there's like, there's just nothing that's just been like, whoa, I'm so glad I read that. And I'm going to have to recommend it to everybody. Clown on the Cornfield was really entertaining. It is a good, interesting dichotomy of youth today versus mm-hmm. older generations. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, older generations saying kids have no respect for tradition, for the town they grow up in, and mm-hmm. all that. It's all about getting likes and views mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and all that. So it's kind of like. That's really what the conflict boils down to in this small town is the adults Mm -hmm. and the kids and what happens because of the kids trying to get views and likes. Um, So that was up there. That was a more entertaining one. I will bring up a very controversial book in the internet world so a head full of ghosts by paul tremblay was the first book i read this year okay i enjoyed it it's very entertaining it is also very decisive like on reddit it is like people like there's flame wars going all over reddit about this book people (laughs) either love it and think it's genius or they hate it and say it's the worst book that they've ever read okay so so you said controversial why? Well, just the not necessarily controversial, but 
divisive. Okay. Because uh-huh. it's there's no in between. <laughs> like even on like reviews, the reviews are either four stars or one star. There's like no in between kind of. So what's the like? Wh- if it's given a one star, like what are people saying? Like why people don't say that's like, like it? It, it's predictable. It's oh, okay. blah blah blah. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's necessarily predictable, but I think one thing that really turns a lot of people off it's one of those. It has a vague ending uh-huh. that can be interpreted. It's not that it's vague, but it can be interpreted. So what it, the basic storyline is is um this girl's sister was quote unquote possessed by a demon mm-hmm. and their family was recorded for a tv show okay in the middle of that the fan of her her parents and her sister died oh so it became this like huge thing mm-hmm. now it's years later She's in her early 20s. She was like, I think she's supposed to be like eight or nine ish. And now she's like early 20s. She's talking to a reporter about the show and what happened. So it kind of goes the parallel plot lines because it's like what happened during Mm -hmm. the show and all that. And then her as a girl reflecting on it. So then it's. It's basically because what it comes down to was it was her sister just have did was there mental issues mm-hmm. or is she actually possessed? And it's kind of left mm-hmm. up for interpretation mm-hmm. at the end. Mm. Plus, there's another little twist there that would be a huge spoiler, <laughs> you know. So it's just like because of that, it's, since it's left up for interpretation, I know that turns off some people, mm-hmm. and then seems to be that some people are just completely turned off on the whole oh, of course it has to be mental illness or demon possession it can't be something else or yeah. you know okay. what have you um potentially unreliable narrator mm-hmm. because a kid views things differently than a teenager or an adult would mm-hmm. i know a lot of people don't like the uh, or that the trope of the unreliable narrator is played out these days because mm-hmm. of things like Girl on a Train and AJ Finn's, you know, what's uh-huh. the Girl the Window, or, yeah. you know, all that. There's, it's been so done recent of Overdone. over the last 10 years yeah. or so that some people would just burn out on that. But to me, it was a really interesting read because, again, I'm not one to like try to jump to conclusions to try to solve it. I don't read into things too much. I just kind of read it. And then it's like, okay, yeah. So, you know, to me, I'm still not sure if she possessed or mm-hmm. mental issues. And then, uh, although the, the a twist towards the end happens and it's like, oh, okay. You know, some people absolutely hated that. Some people were like, whoa, didn't see it coming. It's like, not that I saw it coming, but it was just like, eh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like sixth sense. It was more like... <laughs> The happening or the village. <laughs> There's the twist of like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But it didn't take it to a whole other level. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that for the twist ruins it for some people. Okay. Um, I will bring up the Black Kids, which I feel like I've probably done multiple times also. Uh, I read that and uh, that was my second read of the year. And I, you've discussed it on the podcast. Yes, that's um, actually... Um my honorable mention just because like it was for the teen book it was like really really hard to choose so 
Yeah. So that would, I would put that. Book. I will mention that. So that's my number. Th- well, third mention. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's interesting. How does a yeah? So it's the I was a black girl in the nineties in a predominantly white private school. Mm-hmm. How does her relationship with her classmates and her friends change During... once the Rodney King beating mm-hmm. happens? The trials mm-hmm. happens, the acquittal happens, and then the riots happen. Right. So it does cover that of that whole stretch of time. So it's kind of like the before in it and after it. Right. And how that affects her relationships with her family members. So do you, since I brought it up, friends. do you want to give your thoughts on it also? Or do you want to give your thoughts separate? I don't know. I mean, I feel like, because we have talked about this book before, I feel... We've covered it. We've covered it and we agree it's a fantastic book. It's a book um, because I know that we talked about it in another podcast episode about um, like required reading lists. And this is a book that I do think um, should be on a required reading list um, just because there's there's so much going on. Um, But it it definitely speaks to um, to the people who grew up during this time period like us, Um, you know. I remember like exactly where we were when um when we were watching it on the news like i remember a lot of that day you know so it um while it is very important that kids read it today it does you know speak to us as well so for my fourth i will bring up I think this is more of an indie book because I never came across the name of the author before and I think I was able to get it for free either through Kindle or through the Nook store. Mm-hmm. It's the start of a series and I haven't read the other books of the series, but I enjoyed the first book enough that I'm, I probably will give them the other two books of the trilogy to read. Okay. It is called The Dark Man by Desmond Doan. And it's a paranormal slash haunting type series. So let me see the cover. Oh, okay. Oh, so the the main characters is Ford Atticus Ford. <laughs> Ford Atticus Ford. And he was a a host or a co-host on a ghost hunting reality show called Graveyard Classified. That sounds like fun. <laughs> and during a special live episode, things go wrong and a child is injured. Mm-hmm. So then he's disgraced. Mm-hmm. The show's canceled. Mm-hmm. But he still is doing paranormal investigations and quote-unquote cleansings. And he's contacted by someone, by a police department saying like, come assist us with this because of we're not sure what's happening here. This guy says like he's being, his house is being haunted, whatever. So he goes to help assist this police officer, uh, police detective and kind of ends up kind of finding a way to get the band back together from the TV show because it end, he ends up thinking that the reason why things went wrong 
So basically the the entity presence that was that injured the girl mm -hmm. is there at this new place. Interesting. So what, so then he kind of gets so he gets like his co-host back and it's this is what he's been doing. He's been searching for the entity to try to make up for that little girl getting hurt. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, you know, so I don't want to give too much away because I feel like <laughs> I'm worried probably. It sounds really good though. So it was originally published in 2015. I just kind of stumbled across it. So I'm pretty sure it's indie published or maybe even self-published because I'm pretty sure I got it for free off Kindle or mm -hmm. Nook, you know, as one of like the freebie weekends or something. Yeah. Hmm. I haven't read the other two books in the trilogy, but it was interesting. It was really, it was good enough to be like, okay, I'll give it to Yeah. And my honorable mention, I will go with a series. Okay. Vinyl Detective Series. I knew it. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm done. So that segment's over. Your turn. Wow. No, I just like, <laughs> I, you, I know you really enjoyed reading the series over the I do enjoy year. them. Now, I was like, were these two, the, the two that I read this year, Flipback and Low Action, the best? No. Did I enjoy them? Yes. Would I recommend them if you're in for a fun music-based mystery series? Sure. But then also... I've read 22 books this year, and not a lot of them are amazing or anything. Because a lot of them, eh, okay. Mm -hmm. Like, unfortunately, Party Games by Alice Stein. Eh. Escape Room by Marion Stoffel. Eh. Come Closer, Sarah Grant. Eh. You know? Yeah. They're, like, they're okay. They were good. No, they were entertaining. The, but... the final detectives do sound um, interesting from, from what you have. Same with Slumber Party. Christopher Pike is like, okay. We're going to take a short break and then we will come right back. And we're back and I'm going to be wrapping up with my uh, top four books that I love this year. So the first one, um, I definitely talked about this, I think, in one of the October episodes is The Last Time I Applied by Riley Sager. Um, it's just an amazing book. And uh, just to kind of recap, David's been trying to get me to read Riley Sager for the last like three, four years, and I am just now doing it. Um, the first one I read was Last Time I Lied, which is um, about a girl who goes back to a camp um, that she went to when she was a young girl, and her bunkmates um, go missing, and so she's like on this quest to kind of figure out what happened, and there's just like a, a lot of twists, and creepy it's it's a ghost story it's very very good and i highly highly recommend it um the second book that i read um that oh my gosh maybe it's my favorite over over the riley Sager book is the sundown motel by simone st james um i know you have you read the broken girls have you read the sundown no. Nope, I have not gotten around to that one. Okay, and have you read this author, Jade? I haven't read she's, it yet. Oh, man, she's fantastic. <laughs> she is a great um, author. Again, another thriller. 
So it's more of like a ghost story. The The main character is kind of like escaping her past and she kind of wants to figure out what happened to, I read this like early on in the year. She's, she's trying to find out what happens, I think, to, to an aunt. So an aunt had worked at this motel in, oh gosh, I think it's upstate New York. And she's just trying to figure out what happened to her because she like disappeared. Mm-hmm. And all of these like, Kind of weird things start happening to her and it's 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 good it's a good ghost story in just like this this rundown motel in upstate new york and it just like it's a good read for like the fall time mm. i feel like nice um my next read is and i didn't even check the author. David, I might need you to look up this book. So the book is called The Castle School of Troubled Girls. This is a YA title. And when I first started reading, so when I read, you know, the, um, the synopsis in the dust jacket or in the um, jacket of the book, um, I got a certain kind of vibe. And then as I was reading it, I was like, okay, whoa, this is going in a completely different direction than I was thinking this book was going to go. But it's essentially this girl is forced to go to um, this school, which ends up being um, like a school for for girls who are struggling with mental illness. And there is another school not so far away for boys Mm. who are struggling with mental illness. Mm -hmm. And so kind of figure out about this other school uh maybe a little bit before you get to like the halfway point and so it's just like these girls like they sneak out and they see like this other school and then there's the whole like the headmaster who's this headmaster and you think it's like gonna go there are a couple times in the book where like you think it's gonna go a certain way and then it's just like nope we're going this way (laughs) um so it's just it's really good um I do really like that it's a story all about teen mental health and how we need to be like more on top of it and you know be paying attention to this stuff Mm -hmm. um so it's it's really really good and david did you find the author no because the goodreads have nothing with that title what the castle school of troubled girls uh you said broken girls earlier oh i'm sorry literature by Anybody and everybody. Any and everybody. Mm-hmm. Any, any yeah. everybody. Um, so I it will continue to be that. Like I did say earlier, most of the YA I read this year was written by Asian authors, Korean, Vietnamese, Chinese, uh-huh. Japanese. Um, I really, oh gosh, I'm totally blinking. I read a book about, I think the book is called I'll Be the One. It is all about... Uh, like k-pop and a girl who's trying to be a singer and so it's a it's a bisexual uh korean girl who is trying to um you know become a singer and uh oh my gosh it's just it's really really good nice um so i would say i would say that's my goal is just to (laughs) continue reading uh uh, just to be more inclusive, mm-hmm. diversify, yeah. you know, what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. I could I could pick it up with the nonfiction a little bit. I read predominantly yes. fiction, although this year I did read much better than the previous years. I've read more nonfiction, but I would like to include more nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should too. David, do you have a goal? Um, my goal is to not have videos play while I'm trying to do research. <laughs> 
I would say maybe try to get back on track to my like two books a month mm-hmm. average, mm-hmm. which this year didn't happen. <laughs> it's probably going to happen unless I just bang a few out real quick, <laughs> which is probably not going to happen. Um, partly just because of trying to meet reading goals. I ended up getting back into just reading mostly horror <laughs> instead of being as diverse as I had intended. Horror is diverse. Horror is diverse. It's the its characters own. are diverse. But what I'm saying is like <laughs> seven of the 22 are not horror or horror adjacent. Um, there's a lot of nonfiction stuff that I want to read that I haven't been reading. So I guess it'd be get back to be reading more than just horror or predominantly horror mm-hmm. and then work in some some more nonfiction. Um because the only let's see, yeah, only one nonfiction book this year. And that was Issa Rae's book, The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl. You know, mm. so that's a personal essays. Mm-hmm. I read a lot of my nonfiction reading was a lot about like health. <laughs> yeah, I see. I think mine is mostly cookbooks. Um, <laughs> see, I don't even count cookbooks. I mean, but then do I read cookbooks? Or do I flip through, stop at a picture, look good, see what the recipe is? There's too many ingredients. Right. Too many processes. <laughs> nope, can't do it. <laughs> um, I think for me, for sure, I want to try and read a little more nonfic. Um, but I also want to try and find and read more Westerns. Okay. We have a Western section at work and every now and then I'll walk by it and it's just old. There's like oh, a handful no of... One, well, I feel like no one writes <laughs> Westerns anymore. I think, who is it, William Johnstone? Yeah. He's the only one. Lamore. Well, Louis Lamore, yeah, but Louis Lamore died years ago. <laughs> I mean, you... people, I still have people coming in. Where's your. Yeah, yeah but guess who they are? <laughs> old, old people. Because... But that's the thing, like, Western isn't a hot genre. Even look at movies. They don't even really release that many new Westerns. Anymore. I have to say, I was so happy because Tamara and I were. Tamara is. Um one of the adult services librarians and I forgot how we got on the topic. I think she, so she makes book bundles and I think one of them may be West. I can't even remember feminist. Maybe it was just like a feminist book bundle. And we were talking about Westerns and just how like they're kind of boring. And she's like, well, I read this really good Western um, called, oh shoot, what's it called? Cause Jade first recommended it to me. Um, about the I did yes, girl, uh, unwanted girl. Oh, oh, oh. um, wow, the Sarah Gailey book. Yes. Um. um oh, the yeah, the one new. Um. Sarah. The one new western that wasn't William Johnson. <laughs> so um, totally. I can no, I can picture the cover. Up, upright like, women was, wanted. Yeah. <laughs> recommended this that we read it for the instagram book club maybe like a year ago and uh-huh. at first i was like the western is not my thing uh-huh. and then we read it and we're like 
oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> and Tamara and I started talking about it. I'm like, oh my god, another person read this and like loved it. I like feel like this book, like everybody needs to read this book. <laughs> so like it kind of like on my own, would I go and read Western? No, but like Jade recommended this book, and I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> yes, Westerns deserve to be good. Okay, well, <laughs> do they deserve to be good or did do they deserve to be accurate? There you go. Mm. Yeah. Because I think the problem one of the reasons why Westerns have slowly died is it's because it's a oh, very God. whitewashed, oh, very sure. totally colonizer viewpoint mm-hmm. of American history for that period of time. Where I am more interested, the, the Western stuff that I've read have been more nonfiction books, either biographies or newer, like, let's re-examine this. Oh, it wasn't these white people were great and they were taming these savages in the savage land. No, it's these people Once... were defending their land from <laughs> invaders and... Yeah. Hmm, you know. One subject, I mean, I guess it could be um, a little dark, but I have read a couple books, but then I've listened to several podcasts, is um, the MMIW, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women. It is such a huge problem in Canada and the U.S. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm very sad to say that I've only learned more about this probably within the last 10 years and just like listening and reading some of these cases or, you know, I think that's one subject I I want to learn more about. I was going to add a couple of Asian Westerns that I saw, but then the conversation took a turn. So, you know. The white sheriff moves up to town and saves everybody. I haven't read them yet but i've seen them at work one is how much of these hills is gold and it's about i think two young chinese girls um i think like either i think making their way to california um it's supposed to be really good and a recent one i saw i'm not really sure what it's about but i think it's marked as a western it's the thousand crimes of ming Tzu from by tom lin it's sitting on my shelves i haven't had a chance to read it yet but I'm pretty sure it's marked as a Western. Um, and Sisters Brothers, I think they made it into a movie uh, by Patrick DeWitt. That's a fun Western. I forget what kind of shenanigans they get into, but um, it's kind of like an adventure Western. Mm-hmm. So there's like, there's a variety of Western that I like. This could be kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, that's definitely on my list. And Didn't mean to poop on you. No, it's fine. <laughs> that's not not pooping on. That's I I saw a lot of that stuff after um the girl from what was her name Gab- Gabby Gabrielle. Oh, she's all the news. Yeah. Um, last name with the yeah, P, but Petito, Petito, yeah, I know Petito. I think is. I'm sorry yes. if I butchered her last name. Yes. It was around that that I saw a lot of stuff about indigenous and even black women, and it mm-hmm. was like. If she was one of these, it wouldn't be talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't make it wouldn't be on the news for like weeks at a time. Uh-huh. Yeah. I saw a lot of talk about it during during that time. Unfortunately, it yeah. sucks. It totally does. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> on that happy note, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us. You can um, 
follow us on Instagram at the Messy Bookshelf Podcast. Yeah, tell us your reading goals. Yes. What? Why are you whispering? I don't know. You always do that. On the outro, you... <laughs> do you want me to shout, David? <laughs> I would like our audience to be able to hear you. I'm going to go enjoy some peppermint brownies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we're out.